Hello. How do you do? I do well. How do you do? I'm all right. I'm doing pretty good here on Ergo, WHBK, ErgoRadio.com. I'm Kiss. I'm Damon. What's up, people? And what we do every week is showcase conversations with those reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable yep. and the more creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We have a very special guest here today, but before we get to that, any uh, community announcements you want to bring to the table, Damon? The world's still spinning. <laughs> in it, case, has, it has been announced and declared. In case you haven't been outside today, the world is still spinning by all indications. A couple more kind of local. We forget that part. Oh, that we're that spinning, is, that spinning and, and hurtling through the air yeah. and possibly fast. Yeah. There's someone who, some comic has a bit about how it's so interesting that it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> like that's so crazy that if you stop and think about it, you just can't, yeah, you just yeah. can't. Um, so we're not going to talk about all that right, much I won't obstruct today. anymore. Dude, let's let's, well, now let's I, do it. I got all existential. <laughs> 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 Shit, it's too early for that. Um, a little bit more locally uh, <laughs> tonight, uh, the Poor People's Campaign, which is a national initiative of a kind of broad-based coalition working toward economic and social justice. Uh, they're having a m- big meeting at the historic Stone Temple Church tonight. Reverend Barber from North Carolina is going to be, he's one of the co-conveners of it. Uh, he'll be there. Tomorrow night at the MCA, uh, Vince Staples is doing an artist talk. Cool guy. Really cool. I like, I've gone down a deep Vince Staples features rabbit hole. It's a mm. real fun one. Um on Tuesday at Refuge, uh, Ergo Fam, uh, Tiffany Walden, who wrote that great article about us for Chicago Mag, uh, her website, The Tribe, has their next edition of Tribe Tuesday. That's at Refuge in the Loop. Uh, we're going back on tour. We're going to be doing a gig at Loyola on the 20th with Tasha and David Ellis. It's going to be a live interview and concert. It's free. You can find the info on our Facebook and also on our website, ergoradio.com slash tour. And then we're going to be in D.C. at Georgetown with the Kenya on the 21st. That's all I got. Any other like kind of global announcements you want to make? Any like universal in the in the solar system? Are you good? Uh, shout out to the oxygen. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so so usually we like try to bring a whole bunch of energy at the beginning of the show. But I think <laughs> it's very important that we meet our guests where they're at. <laughs> We have a wonderful guest who may need a nap at some point. Uh, Triple is here. I am. Barely. <laughs> Triple is the host and creator of uh, P-Power Radio. Uh, does all kinds of other great work across the city in the radio comedy interview space. Is this accurate, what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Um, I do shit. I do things. I talk a lot in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when I do the talking, I have a few drinks. <laughs> is this, is this something that happened relatively recently? Yeah. How, and then within 12 hours? Within 12. Well, what's We're still in the it? cycle. I don't even know. <laughs> so I think it's important, full transparency. We give a little, uh, a little bit of a context here. So as some, I always say that like, doing a live radio show is like the best Zen exercise there. Cause you can't get freaked out. Cause sometimes things happen. People cancel. We had a, a wonderful guest lineup who canceled, come on the show in a couple weeks. And I had that like 10 AM 
message a whole bunch of people who we've been talking about having up here forever and haven't made it happen and uh sent an instagram message this uh this way and what did i receive back from that message just a heart <laughs> you received back my sleeping response right which i, I must know. have still been drunk that's fair so because i didn't know what to do because i didn't know if that was a yes if that was a a, a loving no <laughs> so i sent a purple heart back <laughs> he's in a purple i was weak as hell when i got up and realized that he responded with a purple heart. Bring that valor into the situation. <laughs> so thank you for being here uh, on short notice on on one of the most epic hangovers that I've uh, I've encountered vicariously in a long, long time. We always <laughs> like to start the show. Uh, how is it's a funny question for today? How is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world on this day? Uh, the world is treating me, treating me. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to make that That's joke. Like, yeah. This is okay. This is um, this is gonna sum it up. As I was, as I was expelling the Pepsi I tried to drink mm-hmm. on the side of the road here on campus, mm-hmm. uh, one young lady did slow down and ask, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yes." Because you can't ask somebody for help when you have a hangover. Yes. It's like, right. especially a stranger. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. So that's how the world is treating me. How I'm treating the world is when I got up from that spot, I left that can of Pepsi right there. <laughs> so it's, it's, so, you're treating the world in pure survival mode. Yes. I, I had like a, recycling be damned. I'm trying to make I it. I can the no day. longer carry it. I had an interesting experience coming up here what as well. It, it doesn't sound kind of as, uh, festive or eventful as trips here <laughs> but i was walking through the quad to get up to the station and i kept smelling mild sauce and i thought i was like having a brain aneurysm or like <laughs> having like some like addictive responses and i was getting really really concerned <laughs> mild, mild sauce <laughs> and so i'm like i'm like you know sometimes they have like free stuff out i'm like oh man maybe i'm about to walk past some type of setup and like yeah, yeah. pretend to be a student and get some get some wings or something um and so for like a few hundred feet. I'm like every like 30 seconds or so I'm smelling mild sauce distinctly. I'm like walking past the garbage cans. Like what is it? And then I get into the building and realize that there was a student about a hundred feet in front of me with a Herald's order. And like the wind, the wind was like bringing it back towards me. And I was like far behind them. And so I know the Herald's is smacking us that crack, but I also feel like I got a Scooby-Doo situation going on with the mild sauce and I can smell it out anywhere. Wow, that's (laughs) pretty impressive. We were not close to each other. That sounds like the plot of a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is how I figure out what my powers are. Follow the mild sauce. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the the occasion that had you drinking so much last night? Man, I hosted um, a queer comedy show. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I couldn't do that myself. I moved the mic down. <laughs> there, There's only so much energy in my body. Hey, sometimes you're the host. Sometimes you're the guest. Actually, the host yeah. has to do the work. I actually yeah, yeah. really like the posture and energy of this show. Like, even though <laughs> I am concerned for your physical state, like, I like the intimacy. I, yeah, this is... You like we didn't really I didn't really meet no, you yeah. before this yeah. and now we know each other so well. This is <laughs> super well. We have seen each other at our at our lowest point. lowest literally. We're close to if I Cuz I'm about to lay on the floor. <laughs> we can bring the mic down. So you were hosting this comedy show where was yeah, it at? Uh, I was at Reunion mm-hmm. um, uh, in, uh, is, on North Ave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um 
And it was also the opening of a, uh, I don't know, photography exhibit um, called Lost and Found. Mm -hmm. That is like all of these artifacts from like uh, old dyke culture. Mm. And there were a bunch of uh, queer women, comedians and storytellers in the show. It was awesome. It was really cool. And yesterday was National Coming Out Day. So a lot of people told coming out stories. That's cool. I have no idea what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, was that real? No, I wasn't really super drunk. I just didn't eat yesterday. Mm, That'll do it. And I can't eat right now because I'm going to throw it up. This is a real, like, I am really in here (laughs) talking about. A hangover. <laughs> so I want to. Have you done the? Have you been doing the stand up stuff in general? Like, was this a stand up role that you were serving? Have you been doing that? Yeah. So I was um, hosting the show and I did a sh- a little stand up. I've been doing stand up uh, since March. How's that been going? It's been awesome. It's been very serendipitous, and I I like that. What do you mean it. by serendipitous? The first time. So before I ever did comedy. I was on uh, the Hoods Wazi mm-hmm. as the guest on their very first show. And um, when Ricky introduced me, he introduced me as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Wait, that was the one on inauguration. Y'all were both on we that show? We were on the same yeah. show. Oh, look yes. at that. Yes. What a, and what a world. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. And I all, I've always wanted to do comedy. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. The opportunity never presented itself or I didn't really go after it. Yeah. But then, uh, I guess a month and a half later, um, Will Von Vogt, who is the a curator for Salonathon, wrote me a message asking if I wanted to perform at Salonathon. And I was like, what? Perform what? Right. <laughs> and then, but I didn't say that back to him. What I said back to him was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, all right, let me do stand up. So that was the first time I did stand up. So what do you you think he was assuming you was going to come with the stand up? No, I don't think anybody knows what I do for a living. Right. So they didn't, you know, and so people probably encounter me being funny, you know, just in regular life because I'm I'm hilarious. Oh, I concur. And so, yeah, so like shit has just been happening like that for uh for me in the comedy space like one show turns into another yeah you know how is the how is the learning curve on that been just because uh i I hear that you said like you've always wanted to do it but the moment didn't present or whether it was you know i could understand some like anxiety or trepidation just projecting my own stuff onto it as something that i wanted to do too like how has that process of actually dipping your toes in and going for it been um it's been awesome the comedy community is very supportive and people who know me and who believe that I am a funny person have been also very supportive. Mm. Um, and Chicago in itself just has a great community within like the artist community. People mm-hmm. really want to see you thrive and do what it is you're good at. And so I've been, a, I've been just very supported in in the whole thing and i i work the way that i that works for me as far as like writing jokes or improving you know and and i'll ask questions to other comedians when i have a chance but for the most part like i just work the way that works for me because that's what will make me most comfortable on stage and 
the audience can tell when you're not comfortable. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. Like, you don't really have to be super funny. You just have to be confident. And people have to understand that you, like, are doing something that you at least think you're good at. So we're going to embrace that. Yeah, if you or, don't think you belong on that stage, they're not going to believe it. Yeah. On or on the flip side, like, if you're going to be awkward, do it intentionally. Like, yeah. deploy it in a way that has, yeah. that has some yeah. form to it. Mm -hmm. So had you done... Because... Uh, I struggle with thinking about this kind of stuff as performance, like interviewing people and stuff. But it is to some degree. But have you done like on stage performance of any kind before this? Well, in like elementary school, yeah. I was in musical theater drama. I played Cinderella in the okay. school play. Okay. And How was the production? It was a. Uh, it was an elementary school play. <laughs> solid reviews. I, 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 solid reviews. I don't know our like respective age differences. Is this Brandy era? Yeah, it Cinderella? was a couple years before the Brandy. Ah, before oh, the yeah. Brandy. Yeah, and I was also obsessed <laughs> with Brandy. Okay. And so I got cast as Cinderella, and then like a year later, maybe two, Brandy. <laughs> Been there, done that. Been there, done that. I was like, wow, <laughs> am I party. Brandy? <laughs> I thought I was Brandy for a minute. Brandy was following in your footsteps. Yeah, <laughs> she was. I was like, dang, I am influential. I've been influential I, since I just see day. you like very seriously like eight-year-old like in the mirror like am i brandy yeah <laughs> literally man but yeah so so you've done the elementary school stuff did but that yeah got to high school and uh self-esteem started to i don't know if it was because like i was used to be i had gotten this idea that i was always supposed to play a lead role mm -hmm. so i like auditioned for one musical when i got to middle school and I got into, I got cast in the chorus line. Mm -hmm. It's the first musical I'm in seventh grade at a new school, you know. And But I was like, man, forget that. I'm not doing that. And I stopped. But I played violin for 10 years. Oh, me too. Oh, word. Wow. That's wow. crazy. Look at, that. Look at that. A little violinist connection. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh -huh. As we're uh like casually getting into the these like roots and, and upbringings in school, let's place these the school experience where where are you from the city where did no you i'm go from to cincinnati cincinnati okay yeah. all right cincinnati is supposed to be cincinnati Shout was supposed Ohio. to be chicago was it mm -hmm. what happened According to that to whom? well they just it just didn't happen are we talking like contemporary in the in the like the now sense or like back back in the day like back, ship, back shipyard day. stockyards type yeah. stuff oh, okay so the way rather than like being like, tell us about Cincinnati. It's like you're the Chamber of Commerce. The question I always like to ask mm -hmm. is, like on your block, on your neighborhood, in your house, uh, like what were the like secret spots that you love to go? Like what were the sights? What were the smells? Like if you were to picture being there, where are you and what are you seeing and smelling and hearing? Um, I had a trampoline. Ooh. Ooh. Like an outdoor one? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's you, big time. Damn. And you were that's Cinderella? Really <laughs> yeah. I had a great childhood. <laughs> um Shout out to trampoline. Yeah, if yeah. it includes bouncing, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good move. Yeah, man. And um we had like a a TV room and our backyard has a enclosed porch. Cool. It's an old house, which is it's really cool because my aunt who passed away in 2008 she used to live in this house mm -hmm. and her family my cousins and my uncle and uh, my dad bought this house in like 2000 
two. And um, everything was the same except we redid the basement. And the bathroom has this pink tile. It's like the only bathroom mm-hmm. I've ever seen with all, it's just pink tile everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's been like that for forever. Mm-hmm. And I really love that bathroom because it gives me like good memories of my childhood and of my aunt being there. And yeah. like they had, they used to keep books in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like in I, the tub? It no, a like <laughs> in a basket near mm-hmm. the toilet. That makes mm-hmm. sense. That's funny because there are certain books, my family did that too. And there's certain books that like, you never would read otherwise, but you find yourself like reading the same few pages over and over again because they happen to be there. Yeah. There was like some, like a New York magazine from like 2006 that lived in my bathroom for eight to 10 years that I read a lot. (laughs) We just, I was just having this conversation that people don't keep books. Have you ever like left your phone when you went to go take a shit? Yeah. It's like that Michael Jackson meme. It's like the worst feeling ever because even if there is a you know magazine you're not gonna read yeah, yeah. reading is that's a little too much not gonna read. i will it didn't used to be i will say i will be in the bathroom like brushing my teeth realize that i need to go into my room get my phone and then come back to the bathroom the phone the, yeah the phone thing is cool but uh i don't think you need to be encouraging people to like like concentrate, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, th- I think <laughs> like the, that's not a moment a book for multitasking. Does something else to your brain, and like, you don't need to be in that forever. Get out the bathroom. Mm, mm. That's true. But there used to be a whole genre of books that were for the bathroom. Toilet, toilet, you should toilet reading. Yeah, those authors. That's a tough. We should thing. get some of them up here. Back to this trampoline. Were you busting flips? That that's what busting flips. I was busting flips. Yeah. I could do a backflip on the trampoline, but it's hard it, when you haven't done it. Like, it's hard to do it again. Also, I assume you are of a of a larger height at this point, and that's more to flip. You got to get more height on the flip. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, man, we got to bring but, trampolines back. <laughs> yeah, we got to bring trampolines back. Uh, I think my parents gave it away to damn a kid who deserved it. Oh, okay, I was about to make a mean joke about this kid, but they're deserving. It was probably my niece. I oh, okay, my nephew. Shout, oh, out, to shout out to them. Then. Shout out. I hope that they're still flipping somewhere. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope as well. So it's funny, you know, often we'll have like different kinds of artists up and we'll be like, well, was there, you know, when you were in high school, was there someone who was, you know, a writing program or an arts program? There isn't really like interviewing programs or radio programs in the same way. Um, We didn't even mention, I guess we kind of mentioned you're the the host of Creative People. Like, so rather than were there formal programs that taught you the, the skills of the medium, like, were you a question asker? Were you a listener? How do you like if you were writing the the memoir now, like where where are the moments where you were doing the same skills that you use professionally now without even realizing it? Let's trace them roots. I've always just been a talker. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the way back to like first grade, every single report card I had throughout elementary school would say, Ashley is bright, but she talks uh-huh. <laughs> too uh-huh. much. Uh-huh. Um, and so in first grade, my first grade teacher, we, we went on a field trip to a um, vocational school where they had like a media program. Mm-hmm. And for the field trip, we were going to make a TV show with these high school students. And my first grade teacher, the day before we went on the field trip, she slid me a note that said, you will be the MC." And you responded with a heart, correct? <laughs> I responded by saying, what does MC yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> 
And so she gave me my, I always say, she gave me my first hosting job. Shout out. Shout out to Jan Smith. <laughs> Smith, Smith, killing it. Yeah, she was dope. Be- How'd you do? I did terrible. I yeah. froze. I was so nervous. I was so scared. And I was like, wow. What's the deal with recess? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, only, I'm always actually amazed by that. When you see like like 12-year-olds doing stand or you see clips of people, like having anything to talk about or any like ability, because there's still stuff happening, but to be able to have the perspective to figure out how to like explain what's happening in your life to someone else when you're a kid. Right. And not just be like, yeah, I guess this is what everyone does. I guess everyone goes to this. Like I didn't realize the, how big, like just that people did different stuff. So (laughs) the idea that you could like get on stage and talk about what you do, it's like, no, everyone already knows. I always think it's their parents. Right. There's somebody like when you see like a like a a a really really young comedians. They like to be able to perform and to be able to internalize and redo it is a skill in itself. I'm not trying to like shit on child stars, but (laughs) you stand up specifically. I always think that some just the timing because the audience is usually adults, right? Right. So like, so to be able to make adults laugh, (laughs) right? Like you need an adult perspective. Yeah, you're not going to get a lot of gigs where you are a third grader performing for only third graders. You don't know. Just just the two apple juice. That would be hilarious. (laughs) A two apple juice. (laughs) That's a good. I always miss that. That's a good line. Did you ever like talk to your dad about doing that when you were a kid? Because I know you were performing and stuff. We would do, so I don't know if my dad's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I used to watch him on um, Comic View. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the days. So, so you know, a uh, little, little secret, we have the same name. So something that we would do sometimes, like as bigger theater shows, is he would get introduced and then send me out there. Oh, and then I would do like a minute or two. And like, oh yeah, I'm Damon Williams too. Let me bring out the real one. And then I would reintroduce him. Oh, so we did that. Cool. We did that a few times. And then when I was in college, I had to host some of his shows while he was out of town. When? So yeah, but but no, like no, nothing here, formal. No, here's the here's the you no like, like getting JJ. up the mic, nah. <laughs> right? <laughs> do you remember Lil JJ? Yeah, I do. I forgot about dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know the, who's Lil JJ. Oh, we've had this. You know, this is a this this missed mainstream. It was like I don't. Do you remember the show? There was like some last comic standing esque yeah. show on BT as like Comic View was right past its height, like while it was descending, and this like little bow wow looking thirteen year old kid with braids like won it and he, he was won. like this, this <laughs> last <female."> comic napping <laughs> <laughs> and all of his like jokes were like playing on the tropes other comedians did about like beating your kids and then he from the point of the kid like well why y'all always lie to us and, da, 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 da. and it, it, it just worked the gimmick just worked really well and he was like making ten thousand dollars a show for a few years i wonder where that money went man i think to the braids <laughs> he got he was in a couple movies he was and shows and I don't know where he is now. That's a good question. Last, you get him on this show. Last time I saw him was in Orlando, Florida at the, the Tom Joyner family reunion. Oh, <laughs> this is like 16, 17. You've been in some of the most surprising <laughs> rooms I've ever heard. Yeah, but let's not go too deep into my story. Uh, so, so Cincinnati, when did you transition out of, out of that space? Was it college? Was, How'd you end up here in Chicago? And, and when did you end up here? Was it yeah. a straight shot from um, I went to school at Ohio State in Columbus, mm-hmm. and I, I stayed there for five years. And Columbus was awesome. I I made a lot of good friends in college. Ohio's like the most college-y state of all the states. You think so? Oh, you, yeah. There's a lot of colleges in Ohio. I do have many colleges. 
There's many colleges here too. And that's a bold, just it's a bold city. claim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of states. But... I think relative to other things it's known for. Yeah, Ohio, there's a lot of there are a lot of like college-y. and like big state, big schools and stuff like that. So what what was that? What were you what were you thinking about? What were you working on creatively? I have no idea. Doing? I was trying to just get a good job. Mm-hmm. My I'm a first generation college student. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but what did I, good job mean to you at that point? Like, what kind of a job? corporate job that I got to check? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really had no idea, and so looking back on it now, like I would have waited to go to school mm. because I wasted a lot of money mm-hmm. and time. Um. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I didn't learn anything in school. I did fine. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot, but it wasn't. It's not what's gonna carry me through mm-hmm. life. And I just, and, but those loans are gonna carry me through yeah. life. No, you'll be carrying them. Yeah, they will be weighing. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. So, and then I got a job after college. What was the gig? Uh, Coyote Logistics, a sales gig here in Chicago. <laughs> Corporate names are so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so I moved here in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was my six-year anniversary. Wow. wow! Congratulations, happy anniversary! Thank you so much. Yeah. What? So now being in that like catching on that self-reflective, introspective day of six years, um, what would you say are some of the surprises of not just like where you are now related to, where, but like if if you were to go back and tell six years ago you something about kind of the next steps and, and trying to forge that path in a what new would, space in a new city. What would you, uh, what would you tell six years ago? You, I remember moving here and being so confused and distraught and just disappointed that I didn't know what I wanted out of life. Hmm. Mm. At 23, I was 23 years old, and I was just so upset, you know, and I just, I, don't, I didn't really know where to, where to find these answers. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I was really hard on myself during those times. Mm-hmm. I hated my job. For not knowing what the next steps were supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, or for not being good at something that I hated. So I think I would, if I could tell my six years ago self something, I would say, you'll figure it out. Don't yeah. worry. You know, just that patience is so tough though. Yeah. Like, the trusting that the next step will come and you got to just keep moving. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough because like you can, you can look at your story one or two ways when you're in it and you could be like, oh, all right. You know, I could just be patient and figure it out or be like, oh, this is the beginning of somebody who's fallen off. Like, like, like yeah, exactly. this feels like the breadcrumbs of not being shit. Exactly. And like, I think we all internalize that, especially in that like 23 to 27 year old space yeah. where the world is not designed exactly. for us to thrive, yeah. but expects a lot. It really just, it was, it was hell. Really. I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done at 23, but I had a great time. Do you have any specific examples of what those might be? I feel like the statute of limitations has ended at this point. (laughs) No need to share if you don't feel comfortable with it. Just like I was, I was very into partying when I Mm -hmm. got here. 
I didn't know what else to do with my time, with my body. Yeah. I just like would kick it very, very hard. Yeah. So, so and I'm, I'm like, yeah. I just, I can't was, even talk about it yeah, because fine, I'm sick right now. No, that's oh, real. This is that's a bad real. moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, but did what the... were some of your crazier <laughs> nights? Yeah, yeah. Also, if you ever, if you need a second at any point, we do have the garbage can right next to you. We will cut to music. That is something that can happen. I just may. <laughs> just give us a, a four second warning. <laughs> No, I mean, you know like, what? Let's let's take a let's, let's take, take a song break. Like, we're, and we're halfway through anyway. We're here with Tribble and a special guest to Hangover. Yeah, yeah. On Ergo Radio, WHPK, ErgoRadio.com. Wizard Radio, Post Loudness. Shout out all the people. Squad. Memo finished start acting out if I don't see him soon. Yeah, my best friend ain't back and out of still on site. Fool. I'm the only one out here on the night loops. I'm the only one out here on the night loops. Trophy case still light, body need a race stripe. And these minerals on my body break light. And these reds on my body break light. New man coming up ahead on his own too. Is you a natural blondie like Goku? Sleeping on my belly in a loop like a serpent. Talking heads rippling on the surface. Eyes low, chin, every shoe gazer. Moonwalking, R.I.P. Stanley Cool. You had you some birthdays, could you prove it? Show me the wisdom in your movement. Show me some wisdom in your movement. Feelings you provide, feelings you provide. I know, I know. Feelings I, feelings I know. And feelings you provide, feelings you provide. I know. This is Ergo Radio, ergoradio.com, WHPK 88.5. As always, shout out Most Loud and shout out Wizard Radio. We are here in studio with Tribs, and we, we are clocking through. Shout out to that recycling bin. <laughs> the timing could not have been more perfect. That was, and you, you turn around and you said, how gross is that? It wasn't that, it was like handled... You're you're a professional. That's all there is. That's all there is. Your, your to be presence said. here is, is is greatly appreciated. I am extremely grateful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to feel. You know, I feel horrible right now. Actually, that actually helped. As it always does. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. always it does. It takes you a second and then you're like, all right. Oh, I'm good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, uh, that did not want to be in my body. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That's the amazing thing. See, I love... Also, your energy just skyrocketed. <laughs> that was incredible. It, it did. Because now I do feel like maybe there was something in there that was just like... Nah. No, we're not doing this. We're not on this. I feel like we should give you another welcome to the show now. <laughs> um, welcome. <laughs> How about I welcome you guys? <laughs> hey, listeners, this is my show. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> I'm actually for that. No. You could do that if you want. <laughs> you are someone with with a show, so I want to get into into some of that and how the show came together. But I'm thinking about what you're talking about the um the trickiness of figuring out those next steps when you first come to the city and you know, maybe the specifics of being someone who, I don't know. I think about, I spend a lot of time listening to people tell the story of their lives after they've gone through all that. And like listening to people actively make the myth of their story, 
were you someone who listened to a lot of interviews growing up? Because I feel like that was something for me. We're not growing up, but in college or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was something for me that I felt like put more, I was putting more pressure on myself because mm-hmm. I was like, well, folks did this thing, then that thing, then that thing. And that's how they got there. And I'm not doing any of those. So I must be yes. failing. Yes. You did ask, it, was there any like special thing? No. When I was in school, in high school, in college, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Really, like I didn't do anything, and I remember getting to my senior Shout year. Shout out to not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the people out there not doing anything. I love you. We are family. That's something, <laughs> right? Shout out to y'all because you you gonna make you gonna be somebody. Yeah. Just keep your mind, you know, clear. You can be somebody but without doing anything. Without doing anything. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that, but it sounds you can. You can at least be somebody's uncle or something. <laughs> honestly, you, know? honestly. you don't have to do anything to become an uncle. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't, I didn't do... The only thing you have to be to be an uncle is a sibling. Yeah. That's it. That is true. And that, you don't even have to do much for that. <laughs> no. But yeah, so you were saying you weren't yeah, doing Yeah, I didn't do anything like any extracurriculars. I never really had um, great relationships with adults, so I didn't have a mentor, you know? What do you mean by that? I just know a lot of people um, who grew up like having a mentor, mm-hmm like an adult person or people who like actually talk to their professors after class. Like (laughs) I never got those people. (laughs) No, like I didn't. I have no idea. Like people, even people from college would still be like, Oh yeah, I saw Lorraine um, from, she was like one of the advisors at uh, the business school that I was, that I went to. And I'm just like, I wouldn't know what she looks like. And I know (laughs) that I like, you know, like I've seen her face. (laughs) So I just wasn't one of those people. And I remember uh, getting to my senior year of high school and being like, wow, I spent all this time not doing something. Now I have to take three AP classes and I got to be the president of the Spanish club, like for no reason, uh, so that I can get into college. And then how's getting you, to college, to uh, terrible. <laughs> not president, presidential level. Well, I guess it depends. President, on president el presidente. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can, you know, I can't have a conversation with you in Spanish. Uh, I can understand, okay. but I probably, I just can't speak back. The good news is we usually do the podcast in English. So we can oh, yeah. Okay, great. Wow. <laughs> Make yourself right at home. <laughs> um, but so you had that, like, that push of, like, I got to do all this stuff to get yeah, to the next step. But then, and this is why I was so, like, distraught when I moved to Chicago, because then in college... I started out really strong and then the second half of my college career was horrible. And then I remember graduating from college or getting ready to graduate from college and being like, wow, I spent all this time not doing anything. Now I need to get a job. How the hell am I going to do that? So then I got this job and I got here and a year, you know, a year had gone by or like I got fired from that job a year and a half later. Mm. And it was because I spent all this time not doing anything, <laughs> not getting better at my job, like not really taking uh, holding myself accountable for the work. Um, And it, it was just because I didn't really. Yeah. It wasn't something care. I wanted to do. I didn't yeah. care. Right. And now that I'm here now that I'm here, because I, I had no idea I would I told my um friend at 23 i have no idea what i'm good at i have no idea what i want to do i have no idea like Mm. what i like right and so now that i'm here at 29 and i know what i'm good at and i know what i like now i can look back and and say actually 
I watched Oprah every single day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. every single day. Um, I watched Dave Chappelle. I watched comedians. Like I would just watch comedy over and over and over. Right. I've seen so many stand up comics. I I used to go to comedy shows, you know, like, um, <clears throat> and I've always been. Even when I moved here, like I moved here by myself. And so I had to force myself to kind of perform. Like I right. had to force myself to go out by myself and talk to people yeah. and be somebody to that these people would like. Yeah. Because I didn't, and, and not knowing who I was at that moment, I had to basically create myself. Right. And so, and I can only recognize that those were exercises now that I'm here, yeah. you know? So. <clears throat> It's interesting. I, Just yeah. to that point, I'm going to interrupt you for one second because I'm thinking about the in that myth making. Sometimes we talk about the, or at least I do, like those first times of like going out and meeting people as like, oh, it wasn't easy, but like I did it and it wasn't that hard. And but now, at least at, at 25 and in this moment, like it feels way harder to me to it just walk hard. into a room. But it was really really hard <laughs> to walk into a room where you don't know anybody and be friendly and be social. So for you, like what? Either whether it was like tricks that you learned for how to do it or just ways to make yourself feel comfortable. Um, is that where like starting to kind of interview people comes from? Yeah. Yes, actually. That's a new thing. Perspective. Yeah, that's a new perspective. <laughs> I had to figure it out. So working in sales, I mm. had to talk on the phone and I was I didn't want to cold call people. Oh, that's the worst. So I would have these long conversations with like three of my truck drivers. One of them was like really crazy. He was <laughs> insane. He had been he had been in prison. Uh he went to prison for murder at like 17. Mm -hmm. And he had been in prison for like 17 years. Got out of prison and and uh bought a truck, you know, owned his trucking company. But every time he would go somewhere, he would call me screaming <laughs> about how he's going to fight the person in the <laughs> warehouse because they didn't told him something or he just be angry, yeah. but like not angry at the same time. <laughs> um, and so I would just like, have you're these... just sitting there on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with your headset on. Right. And I, I would just have these long conversations with. Like these few truck drivers because they enjoyed me and I. Who you like them. never would have crossed paths with? Yeah, otherwise. ever yeah. because they live in different cities. Like, dude was from New York, uh, another one was from Atlanta, and another one's from like Jacksonville or Orlando or something like that. This sounds like a movie plot. Like you get like a real intimate relationship with, with like. These truck yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. It makes me. I, I actually, when I was in Atlanta, one of them invited me to his house for a uh, barbecue because it was like a um, it was oh, like God. Memorial Day or Labor Day or something, and he made like crab legs and like all You're types. Part of the family, yeah, now. It was amazing. <laughs> you spent more talking to him than his family. <laughs> right, it was amazing. It's funny those people that kind of just like come in and out of your life in those very intense ways. Yeah, I used to work at the promontory right over here on Fifty Third, and uh, we would get off at like three a.m. and there was a security guard who lived up kind of by me he lived at like belmont and cicero so he would give me a ride up and i wasn't going to pass on the ride but he would spend 45 minutes telling me like the most in detail conspiracy theories and i, I like a conspiracy theory i'm not anti but these are like like deep level like past fluoride in the water like all kinds of other things in the water <laughs> like, wow. and you just sit there you're like i guess we're gonna spend 
an hour and a half a week talking yeah. to each other, but we're not going to, you know, this is not a lasting relationship, but that yeah. kind of like listening though, it sounds like that's where you were building some of those skills or at least like finding them useful. Yeah. And, and you really learn how to like ask people questions that make them talk, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, they always teach you in sales, like people love talking about themselves. So like get people to talk about themselves. Yeah. And so I guess that's what I would do. Like, I just ask people questions. Oprah says, in order to have a good interview, you got to be interested and genuine. Yeah. Um, And so just like trying to find out what people are up to, like what what they're about. Like, that's interesting. We we don't talk about this work as much as like the the skills socially because i'm ref- to be honest like when i'm at, at some of my like highest anxiety points and don't feel like socializing but i have to go out and show my face that's just what i do is just like ask interview questions yeah. and just like but tell me more about that right. <laughs> and yeah. just let people talk it off but but beyond like the social aspect uh when did you like start making those real entry connections to like the creative community and like when did the the click come from I don't know what I'm doing to I may still not know what I'm doing, but at least I'm doing. Well, my my first friends here were uh Terrell and Joe and Oh, where, where, where? Um Des, sorry. <laughs> Shout out to DBM. We gotta we gotta get yeah. at least Joe or somebody up yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, they were my first friends here, and they didn't have a store or anything. They were just doing like. How did they become your first friends? Just like randomly? No. Well, my best friend's boyfriend <laughs> is a rapper in Ohio, and they know him. And so he came up to visit for a show. I think it was um, what was that fest we just went to? Ooh, I'm gonna need a little more content. Not, anyway, not not riot. Mm-mm. Uh, it's like a, it was smaller indoor. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> me neither. Um, but anyway, he came up to perform and he introduced me to them. He was like, I, you know, I want to introduce my What's friends. What's his name? Just out of curiosity. His name is Lee. L E for the uncool. He used to be. I was. I played him on my college radio show. The like, he's like kind of light skinned yeah. with like freckles. Yeah. I was a fan of his back wow. in the day. Yeah. He was on the leader site. That's how I found yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I had a feeling that's who was who you was talking about. Yeah. That's his cool. name is Veda now. King Veda, and um. So he introduced me to them, and I used to just hang out with them. Me and Terrell would just go out and get drunk. We went to like a, <laughs> we we just had mad adventures. And so, seeing them be creative and seeing how their creativity was like what they lived off of mm-hmm. was that was my entry point into the creative community mm-hmm. in Chicago. And from there, like I just met so many people, like randomly, like not I wasn't doing any creative work. I just met people, and because I have this personality where I just like yeah. to talk to people and talk. Period. I just talk to everybody, and you kept showing up. Yeah, and I kept showing up. Right. So fast forward to I didn't start my podcast until 2015. Mm. Um, the end of 2015, I was at another logistics job and I thought it was going to be a great thing. You know, I got out of sales and was making great money. I had a boss who I thought was cool. And then he turned out to be an asshole. Am I allowed to swear on there? We got beef with the FCC. (laughs) Oh, all right. Cool. Yeah. He turned out to be a huge dick. You're allowed to say dick. I also learned you can say ass, but you can't say asshole. Oh, okay. 
for those of that's you listening <laughs> on the radio. That's good to know. But what I would like to hear this story. Man, this dude, first of all, I red flags from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He would just like yell at people. He would curse at people. Like if, you know, he was just rude. He was just so crazy. Yeah. He was just nuts. In a way that it was like funny at first. It or? wasn't never funny. <laughs> it was never funny. But I just thought it was weird. Everybody thought it was weird. Everybody would just be like, oh, he's so crazy. Like nobody would ever t- tee up on him. Right. Right. And. And he was the boss. So you No, he was nobody's boss. <laughs> he was nobody's boss. He was technically my boss because he was the salleperson and I did ops for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he wasn't even my he boss wasn't like for the real. Manager or the no, CEO he right had right no now. managerial title or fucking uh power <laughs> he was just he just thought he was and he like bossed around the actual bosses <laughs> so at first it was like cool because yeah, being on his team right like, yeah. being on his team like nobody could touch us we could do whatever we wanted like whatever then he just like started getting on my nerves <clears throat> and i feel like he tried to tee up on me one day and i was like i don't know who you think you're talking to as i'm not one of these white boys in here i will cuss you out <laughs> And so he was like, was he white himself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. No, like a black man can't do that. Yeah, like a black yeah, man true. comes in the office stomping and screaming, like everybody, somebody's going to jail that day. Yeah. Probably him. Probably him. <laughs> He's getting escorted out I, I the a first time. If we're, if we're taking bets. <laughs> <clears throat> so this uh, Halloween 2015, there was like a, it took a while for the company to decide if we could dress up for Halloween. And I was just like, no, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. So they let us dress up for Halloween. I dressed as Where's Waldo? Because that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This dude, this other dude dressed in a like a Moses costume Mm -hmm. and said he was ISIS. Ooh. And so I have just gone with Moses. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You got the fit for it. Yeah, you creep. And ISIS. You like have to piece together. You know, ISIS is just like at Costume City, right? It's so you gotta like, like figure it out. It's not like this was like a desert. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you would wear it if you were like in the Sahara Desert. You know what I'm saying? Like where is ISIS in? No. No. Probably not even close. So, dude, I posted on facebook about it like it's like you're this dude is an idiot people from the office were my friends on facebook like i don't care i'm just not one thing we can agree on it's that you shouldn't dress up as isis for your halloween yeah so somebody told him mockingly or supportively right exactly (laughs) like just let that one go (laughs) so somebody told him that i posted this on facebook you know what like a like a like a vampire <laughs> yeah like Something. you could just be a regular thing you right, know like, like i forgot like you know? or just don't dress up like you actually he went to lengths to dress up this dude was mad weird he was like n- nice but he had he had some type of like social disorder i promise you should have done where's waldo and not come in and said you can't find me right like i'm dressed up <laughs> um so he like Said something at me and not to me about this Facebook post. I I said something back to him like, you can address me, sir. And I don't think it's funny. And so then my boss at the time, quote unquote. Finally steps in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but what he says is, death to infidels. Uh, He could have kept that. (laughs) So I reported both of them to HR at this point. 
Because y'all think it's a joke. So then um, I went out of town. That was like a Thursday. I went on, uh, I don't know where we went. Went out of town for the weekend, came back on Monday or Tuesday maybe. And the dude, my boss, had like removed me from his team. And didn't say anything to me. I know you can't see it on the right. My eyebrows are on the fifth floor right yeah. now. <laughs> he didn't say anything to me about it. Damn. And the company tried to like give me a pay cut. It was obviously retaliation. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to sue you guys. And so I quit. I left. That was a very long story to say. Then I started my podcast. <laughs> Uh, the woman I was dating at the time had a, an online um, publication that she started. And she was like, you know, I, I was complaining to her, like, I want to work in media, but like, right. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get experience. Nobody's ever going to hire me for this type of job. And she was like, well, you can create your own experience yeah. by making something yourself. And so I had been hosting trivia uh, since 2014 and people would always come up to me at trivia and be like yo you you have a great voice you should do radio and so you she was like a radio oh ass voice <laughs> <laughs> thanks um so she was like yeah start a podcast so i started a podcast spent the end of 2015 just like planning it mm -hmm. i had my first like hosting gig outside of trivia for new year's eve and then i launched my podcast in like april of 2016 yeah. Halloween 2015 was also the only time in the last 15 Halloweens that I've dressed up. So what were you? I was uh, Huey from the Boondocks. Oh, that's good. That yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah, I don't ever dress up for Halloween. It's, I just, I'm always, I, I get excited about it. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then, no, I'm not. No. Yeah. I'm like, not going to do this research. And never going to do this it. This shopping. Also, any any big party night that has high expectations is always something to avoid. Yeah. Anything that where everyone's like, it's going to be great. That's a good night to not do. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. Then I'll be there. Just, yeah. So from the beginning of the show, uh, kind of what was the, you know, one of the things that we've seen in doing this, and I know people don't like hearing people talk about making their podcasts as much as people who make podcasts like talking about making their podcasts. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we found was that we were doing the show and then kind of building the theory as we went based off the experience. Um, like what was the initial idea behind it and kind of how has it evolved? What looks different now from, from what you originally thought it was going to be? Cause I know you just did this live show and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's still changing, yeah. honestly. And I really didn't, when I first started it, I kind of started with a general idea. And then the more episodes I created, um, I started to like narrow down. And you can really hear it in the succession of the part of the show, like how closer it gets to a central, like, you know. Yeah. Swag. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have like elevator pitch on to describe that swag that is Coming well, together. like what I tell people when they ask, the "Central Swag" is also a good ass name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I tell people that it is um, a show that features um, 
What do I say? <laughs> I put it. I put it in the description. Let me find it. It's a it's a podcast about millennial women whose work it is to change the way that society views womanhood, mm. and I narrate with historical context. Which is I, cool. Those cut-ins that you do are really really cool, and thanks. a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work, and I'm an idiot. So now I've been kind of on a break. I did the live show; it was so much fun. And I want to do another one, but I'm kind of like, and I'm doing interviews right now, so I'm bringing the show back. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot of work, and I do it solo. And so I'm like, I'm glad that people have been patient with me and like yeah. still moving with the show. And then I just think about Malcolm Gladwell, like his show comes out like every year, once a year. Really? That's like, yeah, does. like he does like six like episodes yeah. for a season. Right. Because they're very detailed. It's going to take him a long time to get to his 10,000 hours. Yeah, I was, I, I, yeah, right. I didn't want to make a mistake. I was pretty sure he was a 10,000 hours guy. He is guy. a 10,000 hours man. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's racking up those hours to get that show together. Yeah, the right. consistency thing is like, it has its pros and cons, right? Because, you know, we, if we edited the way you do, we wouldn't be able to be up here every week. Like right. literally just time-wise. And we had, we're two people. So, for you, whether it's like, and some of it is also like not holding the thing too darling and like letting it evolve and letting it realize that like maybe it served this role in 2016, but I'm ready to be making new stuff or stuff like that. Yeah. So for you, like, where is the, now that you're like listening to that creative energy and you mentioned it being some of the stand up stuff, but like, where else, what else are you excited about making or not even like projects based, but like mm -hmm. what kind of stuff in the making of it has you really excited these days? So now, finally, I have a job. I work remotely. and That's the dream. I, yes, it is the dream. And something I've been saying for I believe a you're long working right now, time. <laughs> I'm not because I'm not on the internet and I'm actually about to get um, probably sent off. But uh, I'm really excited. So I've been saying for years that I wanted to like be a gypsy. I just want to travel. I love traveling. And I've always just, I've always said, like, I wish I had a job that I could work remotely so I could just travel all the time. And now I do. And I'm still here. <laughs> and so now, like, I'm I'm super excited about getting on the road and seeing the rest of the country yeah. and being able to meet people who are not in Chicago and to see what other people are up to and, like, creating something out of it. Um, and really just, like, being reflective, taking, like, time away from city life and the circle of people that I know and that know me yeah. um, to be reflective and introspective about the things that I believe about the world and about me, me and myself and about what I have to do or what I need to do or whatever. And just opening myself up to a whole new way of, yeah. of understanding myself yeah. in the world. Yeah. And so that feels like, <clears throat> That feels like the next thing. Like you're not in that yet, but you're excited to step into that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually stepping into that very mm. soon. Mm. Where you 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 have a road trip in the near future? Yeah, what I'm hearing. Yes. You go across country. Yeah, that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. I'm okay. So I'm trying to get out of Chicago for the winter because it's a ah, very sad place. Because because you're a, a smart. <laughs> human being that wants to feel like you're yeah, gonna be so I'm alive. gonna start west 
spend some time in LA. It, the sun's always shining. The Bay, San Diego is super nice. LA is, is like, or California in general is like super beautiful. But once you're there, when it's winter in Chicago, it feels like an alternate reality. We spent, yeah. we got there in February last year, and it was like, you know, this, this is, is pretty. This is better. <laughs> this pretty, is, yeah. This is objectively better. That was my. That's always my line. <laughs> like, you know, I love Chicago. It's the best place to me. Right. But like outside of me. This yeah. is just this is just better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2015, December, I spent a week out in California. I went to LA, I went to San Diego, then I went to the Bay, went to fucking uh Napa, whatever. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah, that was the only that was the only terrible part because the, the bay gets kind of cold. Um but the sun still shines yeah. like mostly yeah. every day. And and sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. We do, we are like at the at the buzzer, but before we get out of here, we gotta take this last shot. The most important part of our show is a game we like to play with all of our guests here. I think it's not no longer a game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, is this actually is not this is not a game. A la DMX was what yeah. I was going for. No, I, I, don't okay. I don't know if people call it. I feel like you didn't Shout out catch, to Yonkers. No, I did. not I was like, up. okay, well. <laughs> the tone just shifted. I guess we're not playing then. But uh, it's all about accountability. Uh, and this is a service that we provide to the community. Um, we're about beef here. As you see, FCC is on the list. But every week, there's a sect of the world that has run amok that we are holding accountable. And that is R&B singers. And so every week, we like to invite our guests to start beef with an R&B singer. And so off the top of your head, of from, any era from Motown to right now, any R&B singer you have beef with and why? And R. Kelly and Chris Brown are the reason the game exists. They're okay. in the rafters, so they can always get an honorable mention. Well, I, I, I would like to beef with Usher. Okay. He's <laughs> two in a row. I feel like really? three of the last. He's getting up there. Okay. He's yeah. getting up there. Add to it. Um. I feel like Usher has made a career off of being a slimy dude. And we just didn't catch it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. She make me want to lead a one I'm with. That's the first hit. What? Yeah. Are you this is not a good. This is not a romantic story. No. Dude is slimy. The slimiest of the slime. And yeah. we just let dude get we away just, with it. Just because he smiles and he has cute. dimples. He had yeah. waves. Yeah, waves and abs. Uh, and now <laughs> everybody acting shocked that the dude is burning. He did a let, song called "Burn." Let it burn. You let it burn, Usher. Yeah. So yeah, I got beef with dude. Wow, Usher. I'm about to make an album about it. This is Ooh, been- <laughs> we the first R and B beef diss track would be played here every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that has that's a new intro song that has a permanent spot. Oh, the yeah. Ergo you Airways. have a platform if you it. make that song. You it. are the MVP. Thank you so much for rallying Thanks and being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the trash can. <laughs> Shout out to WHPK for the recycling. Um, and we'll be back. I, I'm just excited one to just get a chance to have talked with you, and and I think. I'm already seeing all these overlaps. So now we know each other better and yeah. can give better hugs when we see each other yeah, in public. I love hugs. Shout out to the hugs. Shout out to the hugs. We'll be back next week with another conversation from Chicago and beyond. Much love to the people. Peace. <laughs>